Well, the temperature might be rising to 100 degrees where you are in the south, but right here on the Y'all Show, we're going to cool you down a bit as we're going to talk all things southern for the next two hours. Hello, welcome to the Thursday edition of Y'all, the show all about y'all. John Rawl, your gracious host. Glad that you could join us here on this exciting program on this Thursday as the month of June winds down. Yes, July will hit this weekend, and of course next next Wednesday on July 4th, it'll be a big day across the land, and we'll have plenty of information leading up to the big holiday on this show today as well as in the coming days as we celebrate America next Wednesday. But right now we're still celebrating the summertime in the South, And on today's show, we're going to be celebrating America and the summertime both. And we'll have James Taylor, spokesperson for Stone Mountain Park in Georgia. He'll be our special guest as we highlight the incredible amount of variety that Stone Mountain Park offers year-round. But coming up starting this weekend for a whole week, they're going to have a massive 4th of July celebration going on each day, including fireworks and a laser show and so much more. James Taylor, our special guest later this hour, as we highlight a great event. And speaking of that great event, coupled with other great events, we're going to have a Festive South feature coming up this hour, too, where we look at events across the southeast in the next few days, where you can get in the car and you can head to these places. Maybe you're fortunate enough to live in one of these towns. Festive South coming up this hour. And next hour, we'll keep our Peach State focus on Georgia Bulldog sports as Joel Thompson will stop by and talk about the Bulldogs as Georgia is your defending SEC champions. They lost a heartbreaker to Alabama in the national championship game in Atlanta. What will the dogs have in mind in 2018? Well, Mr. Thompson will tell us all about it. Plus, we'll have other SEC news, all that in hour two. Plus, we'll talk about new books available for you to peruse. Looking at headlines across the country and specifically in the southeast, well, this affects everybody. Justice Anthony Kennedy announced Wednesday he's going to retire from the Supreme Court, and that gives President Donald Trump a chance to fill that spot. And this is a big, big time for President Trump. He went to a rally on Wednesday night in the state of North Dakota, and he talked about how great Kennedy had been as a servant to the country and how he was going to fill that role that Kennedy is going to leave behind in the fulfillment of the vacant Supreme Court seat. I think it's safe to say that this will be a seat filled by a conservative, and so the so-called conservative majority currently on the court, oftentimes a 5-4 decision, will get stronger because Kennedy was often a swing vote, and usually, I would say, most of his votes were liberal. But sometimes he did side with conservatives, so you just really never knew exactly how to pinpoint Justice Anthony Kennedy. But he is going to retire and enjoy his family. And that gives President Trump now a chance to appoint a second Supreme Court justice during his tenure in office. Last year, of course, Neil Gorsuch was appointed by the president to become a Supreme Court justice. So that's going to have a major role. And a lot of people already saying that the abortion law could change. And the Roe versus Wade decision could be overturned. 
and many of the South, most of the South, I think every single state, maybe Maryland's a different exception, but most every Southern state is anti-abortion, at least in their state legislature. And if Roe v. Wade is overturned, you could see the South at least not have abortion. If you want an abortion, you'd have to go to a state like Maryland or New Mexico or some of the other states. So the South or the conservative argument is that this should be a state decision and that the federal government uh, usurped state authority whenever they allowed Roe v. Wade to take place. I'm no expert on the case. I'm not a lawyer. But uh, anyway, that uh, decision now could be reversed with the retirement of Justice Kennedy. This is a, a fairly intriguing story going on in our nation's territory of Puerto Rico, and we claim Puerto Rico in the Southern Governors Association, so they're kind of an honorable mention Southern state, although they are a territory. But they're representative in Congress. They're not a voting representative, but they re- have a, a delegate in Congress. Jennifer Cohen, she filed a bill Wednesday that would pave the way for Puerto Rico to become a state no later than January 2021, only three years from now. The measure was co-sponsored by 21 Republicans and 14 Democrats, and it fulfills a promise that both she and Puerto Rico Governor Ricardo Rossello made when they campaigned on a statehood platform. So Puerto Rico potentially could become the nation's 51st state. Of course, devastated last year by hurricanes. I know that statehood has been an option dangled to the Puerto Rico populace before and they rejected it they wanted to essentially remain a territory this is a place that the u.s acquired in the spanish-american war of 1898 and it's been designated a commonwealth so we'll see what happens in congress how much attention is paid to puerto rico politicians efforts at least to make it a state i don't think president trump's got this at the front of his agenda to make this a reality Some people now would say that if Puerto Rico is going to become a state, then D.C. should become a state, the District of Columbia, which I would say has had more of a publicity campaign to become a state than Puerto Rico. But anyway, Puerto Rico potentially a 51st state if some of the leaders of that territory get their wish. And how will that affect the southeast? Well, not, not many people in the south go to Puerto Rico as it is. And it's a beautiful place. I haven't been there, but I've had family go there. I've seen the pictures. It looks like a great place. You don't have to have a passport. It is part of America. So I encourage you to go to Puerto Rico. I would much rather Americans consider going to Puerto Rico than, like, let's say, Cuba. Cuba is a place that you could go to now. Please go to Puerto Rico before you go to Cuba. But also some of the other destinations that Americans go to. A lot of people are turning turning their attention away from Mexico, a common resort place to go because of the safety issues. Puerto Rico becomes an option for you. And again, it's much easier to go to Puerto Rico. They're part of us. They're American citizens. So we'll keep an eye on what's going on with Puerto Rico's effort to potentially become a state of the United States. To just outside of Washington, D.C., where the Puerto Rico delegates were campaigning for statehood, on Wednesday, well, just across the bridge in Alexandria, Virginia, after three years of discussion, the city council of Alexandria decided to rename Jefferson Davis Highway. 
In a 6-0 vote, they decided to change the name to Richmond Highway, and this will take effect January 1st of 2019. The old name offended many residents of Virginia's seventh largest city, according to a release. And this 160,000 population town is only eight miles south of Washington, D.C. And a resident said, it's time for a change. Just change the name uh, to uh, some other name. But I, I've, I've been up there. I've been on that road. And it's just it was pretty neat to be in Washington, D.C., the capital of the United States, and get across the river, which divides D.C. from from Virginia, and as soon as you cross that bridge, you see a street named after the Confederate president. I personally liked it. And uh, Jefferson Davis Highway goes from D.C. to Richmond. I guess it's old U.S. 1 is what it is, but it is uh, just something that I like. I like. I like these names. I like any kind of Confederate memorial personally because I think it's our history, and they are protected. A lot of people don't realize this. The, the U.S., Senate, I think it was, made it law, and it was it was it became law. But they they voted, and maybe it was organized in the Senate back in the 50s, that Confederate veterans were recognized as American veterans, and therefore have protections. That's why you can get a a, a monument like I did for a ancestor, and the government of the United States pays for it if you can prove that they were a Confederate veteran. So I, I think. Some places haven't stood up to the radicals, I would say, that are out there trying to change all this stuff. And Je Jefferson Davis Highway. Jefferson Davis was a an incredible statesman beyond just what he did in 1861, becoming the South's first and only Confederate president. But before that, he was a hero. He had gone to Mexico and led the Mississippi Legion down there in the war with Mexico in the 1840s. He was a West Point graduate. He was, uh, I think, uh, number two in the administration prior to the Civil War of the U.S. president. He was a U.S. senator and really, I think, would have been a U.S. president at some point in time. But uh, unfortunately, because of all of the chaos of the mid-19th century, it uh, was a, a, a unfortunate turn for Jefferson Davis's legacy and many who were alive at that time when our nation's darkest chapter, the Civil War, happened, but arguably our most important chapter of what came from that, as Shelby Foote once told me, the Civil War decided what kind of country we were going to be. Moving over to the state of Tennessee. Hey, if you live in Tennessee, you might want to jot these changes down because there's going to be a bunch of new laws going into effect in Tennessee starting this weekend, July 1st, when July 1st arrives. So you'll want to pull out your pad and paper. First of all, on driver's licenses, it requires a person to establish proof of United States citizenship in order to get your license. So that's a change coming in the world of pest control. It requires applicators to notify the Department of Agriculture prior to making aerial applications of pesticides via an online reporting system. Note to self, drug and alcohol rehab as enacted imposes suspension of or revocation of license for violations in the marketing of alcohol and drug treatment services. And HB 1939 firearms and ammunition as enacted, it allows county the county commissioner in the actual discharge of the commissioner's duties who has a valid handgun 
carry permit to carry in buildings in which county commission meetings are held, but not in a room in which judicial proceeding is in progress, not applicable to a member of legislative body or of metropolitan government, and a lot other new policies going into effect starting July 1st in the state of Tennessee. 150 new laws in the volunteer state. So hopefully you'll uh, memorize them all as you get ready for July 1st to come around. In Greenville, South Carolina, Lockheed Martin is going to build 16 new F-16 Block 70 aircraft. It's a 1.2, rather $1.12 billion contract from the U.S. government to build these aircraft in the Greenville facility of Lockheed Martin. It's going to create between 150 and 200 new jobs so a good job there. The fighter jets will be delivered to the Roy, Royal Bahraini Air Force for the Kingdom of Bahrain. So congratulations to the upstate of South Carolina on getting this new offer to build jets. All right, to the state of Mississippi in Lee County, where Tupelo is located, a couple on their wedding night crashed on Highway 6, and they had a really terrible accident. Luckily, it looks like they, they're going to be okay, but during just after the accident, a mysterious woman showed up to help out and help rescue the couple, but no one knows who it was. And the limo company that drove the company has no idea who it is, but they want to thank her. So if you're the woman that helped out this couple in Lee County, Mississippi, that had a wreck in the limo following the wedding, please, let's give you an add a girl. It was a woman who they think was a nurse who stopped and helped pull them from the wreck and, and help them on this special day. Thankfully, it could have been a lot worse, and it wasn't. In Madison County, Alabama, where Huntsville is located, a woman there whose 13-year-old granddaughter also was brutally killed, her remains have been now been positively identified. So a grandmother and her 13-year-old granddaughter were brutally slain, and they've arrested a few people with this. Uh, the victim was Aurelia Mendoza, age 49, and she was killed in early June. And although her body was not discovered until later, the cause of death has been listed as sharp force injuries. And they've been arrested. They've arrested two men, Mendoza's boyfriend and another man arrested, and they remain in the Madison County Jail there in North Alabama. And with the 4th of July just around the corner, the state fire marshal in Missouri, Tim Bean, has released a few pointers that are applicable to all of you, no matter which southern state you live in. First of all, confirm fireworks are legal where you live. Only use fireworks in a large open space. And of course, always keep young children away from fireworks. If teens are permitted to handle fireworks, they should be closely supervised by an adult. Always wear eye protection. Make sure to have a source of water nearby in case of a fire. Only light fireworks one at a time. Never try to relight fireworks that have malfunctioned. Dispose of fireworks by soaking them in water and leaving them in a, tra in a trash can. Never shoot fireworks off from a glass jar or a container. Never use fireworks while consuming alcohol. Remember that one. And never store fireworks from season to season. Some good fireworks pointers from the state fire marshal, Tim Bean of Missouri. And finally, 
Arkansas fouled up their chance to win the College World Series Wednesday night. A pop-up in the ninth inning, if they would have been able to catch that two-out pop-up, it would have ended the game. They have been able to win the College World Series in a game against Oregon State, but they lost a heartbreaker as Oregon State rallied in the ninth inning. And now these two teams square off for game three tonight, winner-take-all College World Series, Arkansas and Oregon State. And we wish the Hogs all the best, and hopefully they can come back back to Dixie with a College World Series title there first. We'll have more SEC talk in Hour 2 with Joel Thompson of CRM Sports. He'll come on and talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. You don't want to miss that. Up next on the show, Festive South, where we look at festivals and more coming across the Southland in the coming days, something that you'll want to check out. That's next here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. love my family. But last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family <laughs> for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. And we're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. In our next segment, we're going to spotlight Stone Mountain Park in Georgia as James Taylor will come on and tell us all about all of the events going on at this incredible tourist attraction in Georgia. Stone Mountain Park, if you haven't been there, 
make plans, and James will tell us all about what they've got planned for the 4th of July, and that's right around the corner. But in our Festive South feature this week, not only will we be talking about Stone Mountain, but up first we'll tell you about some other events that you'll want to check out across the South. In the Magic City of Birmingham this weekend, they're going to have the Home Sweet Home Food and Music Festival. This will help get your 4th of July weekend started, and the park will be filled with sounds of Sing, singing and musicians, and it will have meals and local food trucks all for you. Come out to DeSoto Caverns and make your memories with friends and family. This will be a wonderful event. The party starts at 9 a.m. and goes until 5.30. This ticket price will be $10 for adults, $5 or $8 rather for kids. For more info, go to DeSotoCavernsPark.com. Home Sweet Home Food and Music Festival in Beeham couple of events across the Volunteer State on July 3rd, the July 4th Eve, Memphis Stars and Stripes 5K. Support the American Red Cross and come out and get hot dogs and burgers that you can get by celebrating the 4th by running in the 7th Annual Memphis Stars and Stripes 5K. Come out to the Memphis Botanic Garden to run and have fun. The race starts at 7 p.m. and is followed by an award ceremony, live entertainment, food, and more. There's also a kids race. Ticket ranges from $10 to $35. Go to memphisstarsandstripes.racesonline.com for more. That is in the Bluff City of Memphis, the Memphis Stars and Stripes 5K. In Music City, Nashville, the annual Music City Hot Chicken Festival on July 4th. Rain or shine, this festival and parade is the place to indulge the South's most delectable culinary treat, hot chicken. Swing by East Park to enjoy the best hot chicken in town. They'll also have ice cold beer and live music. And you can test your cooking skills during the amateur cooking competition. And if you need more, the Finger Licking Good Festival is free. Parade starts at 1030. Gates open at 11. For more information, go to hot-chicken.com. The annual Music City Hot Chicken Festival on the 4th of July. And I lived in Nashville. Again, I told you yesterday, As you, if you listen to the show Throughout the 90s, worked in country music, and I love chicken, but this whole phenomenon about chicken and hot chicken in Nashville, I never heard of such a thing during my time in Music City. This is something that's kind of, I believe, a 21st century creation, and I like it, but if, you, if you're an old-timer like me who was in the, in the 20th century in Nashville, I never heard of hot chicken in my time in Music City or even in Middle Tennessee. I heard a lot of a lot of other things like Witt's Barbecue with a little coleslaw on the sandwiches and other delicacies that are found in Middle Tennessee, but not hot chicken. Just had to throw that in there. All right, in East Tennessee, the July 4th Midnight Parade in Gatlinburg. And Gatlinburg has celebrated this unique event for 43 years, and it's the first Independence Parade in the nation stepping off at 12.01 a.m., on July 4th. So get your July 4th off to a bang at 12.01 in the morning in Gatlinburg. The parade route begins at traffic light number 1A on East Parkway and stretches more than a mile. Parade goers need to arrive on July 3rd to secure the perfect viewing area along the route. It is an awesome time and it's been called a top 10 parade to see in the U.S. The July 4th Midnight Parade in Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg, a good place to go this time of year. It might be a little cooler there than in most of Dixie. 
Now to Lake Charles, where they'll have the Red, White, Blue, and You Festival on July 4th. This is an annual event that you can come celebrate liberty and enjoy a parade in Lake Charles along with a concert at the Lake Charles Civic Center Amphitheater, fireworks, and more. Wear your red, white, and blue and bring a blanket for a day of fun celebrating our nation's birthday. Get down to Lake Charles with a red, white, blue, and you festival on July 4th. Also on Independence Day in Pensacola, come to the Sertoma's 4th of July celebration. It's an awesome event on the Gulf Coast. It's a day-long full of children's activities, which start at 10 a.m. They'll have live entertainment, a parade, arts, crafts, and a huge fireworks display over Pensacola Bay. The Sertoma 4th of July celebration in Pensacola, Florida. And finally, in Greenville, South Carolina, on Independence Day, you'll have the Wells Fargo Red, White, and Blue. This annual event features South Carolina's largest fireworks display, and it is a premier July 4th event in the state of South Carolina, and specifically in the upstate of SC. More than 50,000 people show up for this free event, and it's got a full evening of entertainment, including live music, a children's area, and lots of food and beverage vendors. And one thing they're going to be adding this year in the West End area of Greenville will be a shot from a different view. You'll be able to give a fresh feel to the event by seeing the fireworks being shot from the West End of Greenville. So all those activities going on across the South in our festive South, this is a holiday weekend, sort of, with the July 4th holiday coming on a Wednesday. You, you kind of feel like this is going to be like a five-day holiday weekend, and I hope many of you enjoy it with your friends and family. You're able to get in the car and maybe travel to somewhere to enjoy the holiday. But all this coming up as we celebrate America's independence in 2018. And uh, I need to get my independence plans together. I'll be honest with you, I haven't even thought about it. Getting this show off the ground has been an independent type thing for me, and I need to celebrate it. But no, we need to celebrate the founders of our country and the awesome job they did way back in 1776 when old John Hancock put his pen to paper and all those Southerners that were part of the Constitutional Convention and, and all the founding fathers and the 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 Southern Patriots that helped create the country, people like Francis Marion, George Washington, and James Madison, and I know I'm leaving other ones off, but certainly a, a good thing that the South had a role in the formation of our country. While the other parts of the country, like California and even Texas, weren't even around in 1776. But that's okay. We still love you, and we're glad that you, uh, especially Texas and all parts in between, ended up becoming a part of this country. We'll call a break. Uh, we'll call a little pause for the calls here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we'll continue our Festive South feature with talk about Stone Mountain Park in Georgia. James Taylor is going to come on from the park and tell us what they've got coming up for the 4th of July. That is right around the corner here on the Y'all Show with John Ross. Hi, Tom Bodette. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. 
Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massage kale salad. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not hungry. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. And we're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl on a Thursday. And in the South, we have lots of exciting things year-round. But in the summertime, because of the heat, there aren't as many choices, in my opinion, for, for festivals and such. Most festivals are held either in the springtime or the fall. But there's a few things scattered throughout the summertime. And when we come upon, when we come upon the 4th of July... There are lots of things going on in communities across the southeast, but there's something going on at Stone Mountain Park in Georgia that you just need to make sure you pencil in and try to get to the fantastic 4th celebration. And from Stone Mountain Park, we have their spokesperson, James Taylor, coming on the show right now to talk about all the excitement in Georgia. Hello, James. Welcome into the Y'all Show. Thanks for having me, John. Well, thank you for coming on. And this is not just a... Fourth of July, only the day of event. This is a uh, an event going on at Stone Mountain Park, which is just to the northeast of the city of downtown Atlanta, and you all have lots of stuff going on. That's right. We are the state's largest attraction. That means more people come to Stone Mountain Park than any other single ticketed attraction in the in the state. And uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, we're in one of those weird years where. Uh, the 4th of July, our Independence Day, falls on a Wednesday, so what should we do? Should we have fireworks Monday through Wednesday or Wednesday through Friday? Well, we just decided we'll have them for seven straight days. That will be July 1st through the 7th. So uh, if your family has off this coming weekend, perhaps, or perhaps you've taken some time off next week, and it doesn't really matter, you can come any one of those nights and see the same uh, fireworks show, which has been listed by USA Today as one of a, uh, a must-see fireworks show. It's been called uh, the best place to see fireworks in Atlanta by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Journal and it is pretty spectacular. Yeah, and I, I just want to know, as a person who's been to Stone Mountain, but it's been quite some time, where are these fireworks shot from? Are they shot from on top of the mountain? or? Well, that's a good question, John. Um, so, when you come to watch the, the fireworks and laser spectacular and mountain vision show, that's a mouthful because you got to remember we're not just fireworks. We have we are celebrating our 35th year of our laser show spectacular this summer. You watch all of this from what we call the lawn, the, the, the great lawn, 
uh, and that is uh, between Memorial Hall, which is a little museum there where you can learn about the mountain, um, uh, its geological history, as well as the carving in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on that lawn facing the actual face of the mountain, uh, which is 825 feet tall. So we use the side of the mountain uh, as as both our screen for our lasers and um, and mountain vision uh, projectors, uh, as well as a backdrop for the fireworks. So they're actually shot off from a pond, behind a pond right in front of the mountain. So when these fireworks go off, John, you can hear it and you can feel it because it's <laughs> bouncing right off the face of an 825 Monondoc. Wow. Well, this is a, quote, must-see fireworks show by USA Today, and it's one of Reader's Digest picks for most spectacular 4th of July fireworks shows in all of the land. And, again, you're not just doing it on the 4th of July. This is a seven-day event going on at Stone Mountain Park in Georgia. And uh, no matter where you are, if you're listening to us in the Peach State, get to Stone Mountain. I don't think we have to tell you where to go, but wherever you are across the southeast with the proximity to Atlanta, very easy for you to get there, not just on the 4th of July, but any day during this celebration to check out all of the events going on at Stone Mountain, which is, as you said, the it's the largest attraction in the state of Georgia, most visited. Yeah, we are that's correct, John. We are the uh, the largest uh, tourist attraction in the state of Georgia. Um, we're, I mean, it's it's an enormous property. There's so many things to get into that you can do out at Stone Mountain. So if you're uh, if you if you are coming, especially from out of state, please go to our website. It's uh, stonemountainpark.com. Uh, on there, you can find out about the festivals and events that we have throughout the year. Um, you can find out about camping and lodging. There's two hotels on property, the state's largest campground with over 400 uh, campsites. It's a, uh, my family and I go there and camp quite often, and it's right up, you know, we're in Atlanta. We love to go out there, and we'll take the tent, we'll camp, um, and then, oh, say around 7 o'clock, we'll take a blanket and uh, a couple of bottles of water, and we'll head down to the lawn uh, there in front of the mountain, uh, my wife and my four-year-old, we will settle in and just sort of enjoy the, the sunset. And then right at around 9.30, uh, they'll start the, uh, the show. And uh, it's about 40, 45 minutes of music, lasers, uh, uh, projections across the mountain. It, it looks like the mountain is moving in some places. Uh, there's a little bit of something for everyone in this. Uh, show from contemporary to a lot of uh, country classics, rock and roll. Uh, there's you, you, If you watch the show, you'll be hard-pressed not to find at least one uh, tune in there that you're nuts about. And then, of course, the fireworks. Uh, John, I, I don't know if you know, but we do the, the show for you know pretty much uh, Memorial Day through August uh, with some shoulder weekends there in the fall and in the spring. Um, so you can see the, the, the regular show, there's plenty of opportunities throughout the year, but this special show, the, uh, the uh, fantastic fourth celebration, as we call it, is seven straight nights of uh, extra fireworks, um, and they're pretty spectacular. The end finale there at the end is, is pretty awesome. It's uh, about 10 to 15 minutes of just pure what I call mayhem. It's, it's 
nonstop uh, <laughs> big fireworks, and it's really, really exciting. Uh, I show I saw the regular show myself last night. Uh, it was a little rainy, uh, but we had a great time, and the folks that were there really enjoyed it. Hmm. We're talking with James Taylor right now on the Y'all Show, and he is promoting the fantastic 4th of July going on at Stone Mountain Park, just northeast of downtown Atlanta, and it's going to be a fun thing. I don't want to uh, forget about this. We've we've touched on it, but but I don't want to discount how big of a deal this laser show is. I had a friend of mine invite me to last year's 4th of July celebration, and I didn't go, and then he showed me some video of it, and I said, now, I should have gone to that. Tell us about all that goes into the laser show aspect of this celebration. It's, uh, yeah, thanks for asking, John. It's pretty incredible. I, I was actually down there last night uh, uh, talking to the team that puts on the laser show. I was learning a little bit more about it so that I can tell people like you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a, a planning process that really begins about a year in advance. Uh, for each show that you see out there, uh, they decide sort of what music goes into it, how they're going to program the lasers, what new projections they want to use, um, and how they choreograph all that um, with the fireworks. And it's very impressive. It's way above my head. They have a guy down there that is some sort of aerospace engineer that handles all of this. Um, And uh, a lot of of our entertainment staff who sort of are the creative brains behind it. Um, It really is a process that combines art, uh, the art of fireworks and lasers and projections that we display uh, there in front of you, uh, plus the technology. And this year they've done some really incredible things. It's not just lasers, lasers, John. It's not just fireworks. Uh, We have drones. We have 20 aerial drones that are controlled by a computer, um, and synced up with satellites in orbit above our planet um, that uh, do all sorts of neat tricks and shine lights during a series or a segment, as we call it, uh, called Drone Wars. That um, it's some some very popular music that you know from a very from a very popular um, uh, space saga, uh, uh, a movie saga that you've probably seen over the last couple of years. Um, there are there's glow that you can uh, that children can buy uh, that syncs up with the music and different segments in the show. So there's actually some audience um, sort of participation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really an incredible show with so many different things going on. There's three fire cannons that at various times during the show shoot these massive uh, balls of fire up into the air. That certainly is one of the most impressive additions that they've made in just the last couple of years. Uh, There are water cannons. There's new lasers this year, um, including some that shoot up over the uh, sort of the the roof of the the guests that are there seated on the lawn. It shoots above their heads, so it sort of gives you some depth of field and makes it really makes the space expand right there in front of your eyes. Well, if you haven't been to Stone Mountain Park for what we're talking about, the laser show and the fireworks show, you've just been there during the normal hours, which are exciting too. Don't get me wrong. It's a great park no matter what time of day you're there. But if you come in and it's getting a little dark and you're not sure exactly where you need to be looking whenever this show starts, if I'm not mistaken based on the imagery I see on your website, James, 
the projections of the image from the laser show are centered up on the on the face of the mountain where Generals Lee and Jackson are there with Confederate President Jefferson Davis. The the images are projected on top of those guys, right? Yeah, that's correct, John. Um, that carving is it's it's really a difficult thing sometimes to appreciate how large it is when you're standing there, but. Um, it, uh, the, the mountain, of course, or I should say it's a Monondoc, but we, it's a mountain. It's, it's a geological form, formation called Monondoc, uh, and it's all granite. And uh, there is a 190 feet wide by 90 foot tall carving. And we use that as sort of our canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we project lasers. The, the show in 1983, when it, when we first tried it for a two week trial, uh, uh, it, it was just lasers, and it was ba- some basic geographic shapes um, and some neat tunes that they added. Well, it was very popular. People mm-hmm. loved it. So uh, they started adding more laser programs up there. And these take a lot of time, as I mentioned. Every year they plan the show for the next year. So they're already talking about some of the things uh, that they want to do for 2019. And... Uh, so they program the lasers. It sort of tells a story um, that you can you can watch. So really, no matter what your age, the kids will love it because they see some things that they recognize. There's a lot of um, elements uh, and characters that they know. And then there's also elements and characters that you and I would recognize from our own childhood. Uh, so it's a lot of nostalgia. I, I particularly like uh, the portion of the show where they recognize our nation's military um, and they ask the participants there that evening to, to please stand if they, when they mention their particular branch of service. And, of course, at the end, everyone gets a chance to cheer uh, them all together to thank them for their service. Um, there's lots of different ways you can see the show, by the way. We keep talking about the lawn there. Uh, that's the, the, the free part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, sh- I shouldn't, uh, I guess I've skipped over the best part about the show. It is free with parking admission. So uh, the, the, the way Stone Mountain Park works is that uh, you just pay a, uh, a $20 uh, parking fee and you can shove as many people as in the car as you want, drive into Atlanta, go into the park. It's only 20 bucks. You can go around and, and uh, enjoy the park. Uh, there are some ticketed attractions, and we have an all-attractions pass if you'd be interested in riding the train or going to the top of the mountain on the sky ride or, or perhaps um, you know, going over to Geyser Towers and cooling off um, and some cool jets of water or uh, a number of different attractions there, including a 4D theater and a sky hike. All that's included if you'd like to do some of those paid attractions, but you can also do my favorite thing, which is take a hike up the, uh, the side of the mountain. It's always a great challenge. Um, and then when you're there to watch the show, you can find yourself a spot on the lawn. If you want, you can uh, upgrade to what we call terrace seating. Um, and that uh, includes everything, uh, including a chair. We'll feed you popcorn. We'll feed you unlimited uh, Coca-Cola beverages. Um, and we'll even feed you unlimited ice cream in some of those in some of those terraces. So there's a lot of different ways you can enjoy the show. Well. James, you're making it so easy for us. In fact, if you go to Stone Mountain Park and you there's no way it sounds that you can get bored. There's not. There okay. really isn't. I, I tell you again, this is a place I take my four year old quite often. Um, 
uh, y- yes, I work there, and uh, you <laughs> should call me biased, I suppose. But um, it's a it's such a fun place. Um, one of the the cool new things I I just I want to mention that has come up in the last couple of years uh, there in the campground are yurts. I don't know if you've heard of yurts, yes. but they're a sort of round tent uh, type structure. Um, so if maybe you're thinking this guy goes out there with his four year old in the heat and he and he and he camps in a tent, that's that's not for me. Well, maybe you should upgrade yourself to either a safari tent where we've already got the tent set up there for you and you and it's got a bed and electricity and, and lighting, or maybe you want to go really what we call glamping and try a yurt. The yurts are heated, the hurt the yurts are cooled with air conditioner and they come pretty much with everything you need. You just bring your own bed linens um, and whatever supplies you want for camping and cooking and, and whatnot. But a yurt is is a very, very, very fancy tent and it's it's just great. My my child loves it. I like it because I can close the doors and he can sort of run around and we don't have to worry about him getting out into the woods. Um, and it is just so much fun. It's a great way and an easy way to enjoy, enjoy the outdoors. And then again, you know, at the end of the evening, you can go watch the fireworks show. But But during the day, You'll see people, John, from every walks of every walk of life and from every corner of the globe. Uh, Stone Mountain today is a place where uh, it's just such a uh, an amazing uh, amount of diversity that you see, um, and maybe that's because where we're, where we are located um, uh, as sort of an international hub. Uh, but it is it is it's a lot of fun. Not only the the nature, but the people watching to me is one of it's one of my favorite things. So uh, there's just a little something for everybody. Yep. Um, there's just miles and miles of hiking trails, lots of different attractions. You absolutely have to try the ride the ducks uh, attraction where you uh, get in a uh, World War II uh, duck vehicle which is an amphibious vehicle they'll drive you around the park it's a great way to to get oriented and see all there is to see in the park and then you'll see it from the the water too when the when this little truck actually goes out into the water and then it becomes a boat kids love it Hmm. well the address for stone mountain park 1000 robert e lee boulevard stone mountain georgia 30083 put that in your smartphone and head there this week for the fantastic 4th of July, seven days of celebration, July 1st through the 7th. And uh, before we let you go, James, I want to ask you about one of the things going on during the celebration, the High Flying Dog Show. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah. We've added a number of different attractions, extra attractions that are here for the, the larger celebration, which we call um, Summer at the Rock. And that means all sorts of family attractions, including um, the high-flying uh, dog show. These are canines that, uh, that can jump to extraordinary heights. Uh, they are there with their trainers performing all sorts of tricks with Frisbees. And, and, uh, and it's, it's really an amazing show. Kids really love this. Um, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely check it out. It's right there in the crossroads area of the park where they, we probably have the highest concentration uh, of attractions. Uh, back for its second year due to popular demand is um, Dinosaur Explore. Uh, so certainly if you have children, you'll want to take them over there. It's included with your attractions uh, ticket package. Uh, there's all these animatronic dinosaurs. There's about two dozen of them, I believe. 
um, and they look just like real dinosaurs, uh, and it's really cool. There's indoor part portion of that attraction and the outdoor portion. Uh, they have a, a meet and greet with um, uh, dinosaurs there. You can sort of there's even one that that you can go up and sort of interact with, and it'll sort of respond to you. That's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, again, Stone Mountain Park. They have different pass options but as you mentioned for 20 bucks you can come in and see their laser show 20 bucks for your entire vehicle you won't find a better deal across the southeast with all that you have to offer at stone mountain park james taylor thank you for letting us know all about the fantastic four celebration going on july 1st through 7th come on down same show every single night so you can uh, celebrate independence day at your convenience all right. We do appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this first hour of the Y'all Show. When we come back, speaking of the state of Georgia, Joel Thompson will join us in hour two to talk about them Georgia Bulldogs, your defending SEC champs. And he'll tell us what to expect in 2018 from the red and black. That and more as the Y'all Show continues. love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family <laughs> for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831 First line $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Hour two of today's Y'all Show is with you. I'm John Rawl. Thank you for being with us here as we start another hour of deep fried talk about Dixie. We've got Joel Thompson queued up and ready to come at you in the next segment. He's going to be talking Georgia Bulldog football. And Georgia, your 2017 SEC champs. And they lost a heartbreaker to Alabama in the national championship back in January. And Joel will come back and tell you how the dogs are reloaded and rearing to go in 2018. Their season over gets going on September 1st against Austin P. from Clarksville, Tennessee. The Govs head to Sanford Stadium to play between the hedges. So we'll have Georgia Bulldog talk later this hour. Right now, it's by the book where we spotlight brand new reads for you to B-U-Y, buy the book. Well, did you ever see To Kill a Mockingbird? What a, a classic. 
Well, there's a new book out by author Joseph Crespino, Atticus Finch, The Biography. And I love the cover. It's got a really neat pair of glasses on the cover that I wear this same style, by the way. And uh, not because Atticus Finch wore them, but I just like them. This is a publication that's just come out earlier this month. And it is on, or either, it came back in May on hardcover. And it is a book written by Joseph Crespino, Harper Lee, her father, and the making of an American icon. You know, we just lost Harper Lee, the Alabama native, a few months back as she died after a long life of a life mostly in seclusion, even though she lived in the same town that she grew up in. She really shied away from the public light. I tried to get her on as a feature in Y'all Magazine at one time when Y'all Magazine was up and going and, and never had any luck. But this is a book that's out that uh, looks at the character Atticus Finch as the historian Crespino draws on exclusive sources to reveal how Harper Lee's father provided the central inspiration for each of her books. A lawyer and newspaperman, A.C. Lee was a principled opponent of mob rule, yet he was also a racial paternalist, and Lee created the Atticus of Watchmen out of the ambivalence she felt toward white Southerners like him. So this book, Atticus Finch, the biography, available now on hardback. Visible Empire is a brand new hardcover that came out June 5th from author Hannah Pittard. And this book is about, uh, on a humid day, the, sun, the phones begin to ring. Disaster has struck Chateau de Sully, a Boeing 707 chartered to ferry home more than 100 of Atlanta's most prominent citizens from a European jaunt, crashed in Paris shortly after takeoff. It is the second deadliest disaster in the history of aviation. Overnight, the city of Atlanta changes. And this book talks about how, because of this uh, plane crash, there's uncertain opportunity and the mayor of Atlanta uh, in this fictional book is tasked with the job of moving Atlanta forward, and it tries to get through the city's civil rights movement at the doorstep of the city. Visible Empire is the story of a husband and wife who can't begin to understand each other until chaos drives them to clarity. A different kind of book there for sure. Visible Empire, check it out if you're heading to the beach, whether that's over at the... Uh, the barrier islands on the Atlantic coast, maybe along the outer banks of North Carolina or down at Hilton Head or perhaps Jekyll Island or in anywhere in Florida, including the Panama City area. If you head there, maybe to Galveston or even all the way down to South Padre, take this book along as, as you might want to lay back in the beach chair and get you a good summer read in Visible Empire. Also out in May, on hardcover, The Soul of America, The Battle for Our Better Angels from author John Meacham. This is a New York Times bestseller. Pulitzer Prize winning author Meacham helps understand the present moment in American politics and life by looking back at critical times in our history when hope overcame division and fear. And he talks about the era where Lincoln was president, then moving forward to Woodrow Wilson in World War I, then you've got the FDR years of World War II along with Lyndon Johnson in World War II and all the characters that go along with that. I'm sure the current president of the United States had a big role in the fact that this book was written. But it is a book that I said, number one New York Times bestseller, The Soul of America 
from John Meacham, available now. Cups Up, How I Organized a Clavern, Plotted a Coup, Survived Prison, Graduated College, Fault Polluters, and Started a Business. That's from author George T. Malvaney. Now, I can prove, although it'd be hard to do it, that I have never been in the KKK. You know how I can prove it to you? I didn't know what a clavern was, K-L-A-V-E-R-N. I had to Google it. Clavern is a group of Klansmen, of KKK members. And this author, Malvaney, in, in his book title says how he organized the clavern. So evidently he was a KKK member along the Gulf Coast of Mississippi and uh, came up in the in the Klan and, and I guess somehow changed his ways and became an ex-Klansman and now has written a book. George T. Malvaney and his memoir, Cups Up. Also available now on hardcover, a book called A Shout in the Ruins from Kevin Powers. And then this book, it is set in Virginia during the Civil War and a century beyond. This novel by the award-winning author of The Yellow Birds explores the brutal legacy of violence and exploitation in America's society. Maybe more of an intellectual type book if you're looking for that kind of book. A Shout in the Ruins, Kevin Powers, now on hardcover. Of course, you can also get these in Kindle form and paperback too, but uh, now on hardcover, A Shout in the Ruins from Kevin Powers, who's already had another book out there for you to consider. And that is a look at some of the books available now in our Buy the Book feature. And we had some nice feedback in our installment of this from last week. Not many options out there if you're a lover of books for you to understand and learn and get teased about some offerings available. And so in our section Buy the Book each week, we want to let you know about some options you have. It's sad to see so many bookstore options have closed in recent years. You have to go online for the most part if you want to buy a book or download a book, as most of you do nowadays. It's, uh, I guess, so much easier and often cheaper to buy a book digitally by downloading it. But we still like to have people read, although I'll admit I do not read like I should. But it is a good goal. A goal of mine is to read more and write more and perhaps talk less. But if I talk less, then I wouldn't have time to do this show or I wouldn't be able to do the y'all show. So I'm not going to follow that command. I'm going to try to keep my talking alive and well so you can all enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, then I'm in trouble. Well, we'll talk to Joel Thompson. He is not going to keep quiet. He'll be coming on in the next segment to talk Georgia Bulldog football. How about them dogs? The defending SEC champs. They're on next. We'll have it all red and black. If you love the dogs, don't leave your spot. Sit over there and get ready for Georgia Bulldog Sports Talk from Joel Thompson up next as Hour 2 continues of the Y'all Show. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family (laughs) for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. 
Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Welcome back to the Y'all Show, the show all about y'all, or for some of you, use guys. <laughs> We're talking Southern sports now, the Southeastern Conference, your defending national champion conference, as that's no real big breaking news. The SEC has dominated college football, thanks primarily to Alabama over the last decade. But right now, your defending SEC champion is the Georgia Bulldogs. And on this show where we talk college sports, we had an ACC spotlight on the Wednesday edition of Y'all, and we spotlighted the smaller schools earlier this week in our sports lanyap section. Well, we know the SEC is a behemoth, and we want to talk about it here in detail on the Y'all show. And so we're going to welcome in from CRM Sports, Joel Thompson to the program. Hello, Joel. Welcome into the Y'all show. Hi. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you on, and I know it must be tough being an SEC champion. Well, the SEC is the, uh, you know, the battle, um, gladiator battle conference in college football, and uh, me being a Georgia Bulldog, it's nice to see that this past year we were able to to kick it up a notch with Coach Kirby Smart and a freshman quarterback and uh, win the SEC and almost get there to that national championship. 
Yeah, you talk about almost. And by the way, Georgia fans, if you want to ask Joel, Joel Thompson a question, or if you want to ask him about anything or, or ask me so we can relay it to whoever we have on on the show, the number to do that is 803-816-1170. 803-816-1170. At y'all show on Twitter is how you can reach us here on the program. Last week, Joel, I don't know if you heard, we had Ryan Fowler on the y'all show. He is our Alabama insider, and he certainly brought to the show no lack of confidence. He was all about the tide. He did give a slight nod to Georgia for making it a game in the national championship game, but he's got a lot of arrogance being an Alabama fan. Does Georgia have that same arrogance? Well, we want the Alabama fans to have that arrogance. I mean, that's exactly plays into what we're trying to do in Athens, Georgia. Uh, I think what you see in Coach Smart is is not so much try to play a we are the be-all, end-all, but there are a lot of players over there in the coaching staff. They just, they just continue to go about their business and – and one of those happenings is that Georgia finished above our uh, friends in the SEC West in recruiting. So when you win, things start to turn. And this is probably a first for Georgia in a long time that they finished ahead of Alabama in the recruiting ranks. And they probably also finished ahead of everybody else in all of college football. I think you're saying they were number one in recruiting this past year? Number one in recruiting. <laughs> they had uh, 26 signees. Okay. That's seven five-star, 15 four-stars. And you know, one of the keys for Georgia in the past is very successful, but recruiting the players at home – 15 of those 26 signees are from Georgia. Hmm. So Kirby Spark and the gang are putting it together on the recruiting trail. So expect the level of talent to go from high to supercharged in Georgia. And it should pose well uh, the Georgia-Alabama series. Georgia plays Auburn generally every year, not Alabama, but if we're looking at projections in the SEC title games, then the Georgia-Alabama suits up well. And for our fans who, who may not have been paying attention to the Dogs in 2017, remember this is a team that won all but one of their regular season games, and the one loss they had came late in the year at Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn. That wasn't even a close game. Georgia fell to Auburn pretty handily, but they got sweet revenge a few weeks later in the SEC championship. Georgia in 2017, you may remember, I think, going back to that game they had at Notre Dame, that was a tough one. But they went up there, they took over South Bend, and that was a little bit of a, a foreshadow of what was coming for Georgia in 2017. Am I right on that? You are exactly right. The, the 20 to 19 victory in South Bend at Notre Dame was the turning point for Georgia. 
you know, Kirby Smart coming off an eight and five year in his first season. And then you got to get over some of those big battles. And out of conference, it was the first time Georgia had been above the Mason Dixon line in 50 years. Really? And took uh, a bunch of Bulldog fans to South Bend. I, I had talked to a few friends, and a lot of them enjoyed the weekend in Chicago and then shot over to South Bend. And uh, I hear it was a great road trip for a lot of dog fans. Yeah, well, it was a close game. And remember, early in the season, uh, it was the first game of the season, Georgia had a dramatic change at quarterback because of an injury. And you had this true freshman, Jake Fromm, coming on and leading this team. So where do we stand with the quarterback question in 2018? Good, uh, good question. The yeah, the first game of the year against App State last year, uh, the highly touted Jacob Eason went out with a knee injury. Jake Fromm, the true freshman from Georgia, comes in and uh, stabilizes a quarterback. And there for a while, the first half of the season conversation was about who was going to be the quarterback. Was Eason going to come back in? Well, after the Notre Dame game and and the momentum was in the dogs' favor, Coach Smart and the staff stayed with Fromm, and Fromm proved to be a steady, heady, true freshman quarterback. So, as you probably know, a lot of the fans know that Eason then has decided to transfer. So, he's transferred out of Georgia, which leaves an open hole. But lo and behold, the number one quarterback in the country from Kennesaw, Georgia, Justin Fields, signs with Georgia and actually has enrolled early in at Georgia, so he got to go through spring drills. So there's no talk out of Athens about who's number one or who's number two, but uh, the kid Justin Fields is going to push Jake Fromm to get better, and we may see both of those kids on the field in the SEC, and it's amazing to see two freshmen or one previous freshman and a new freshman competing at the quarterback level in the SEC. So it's a good problem for Georgia to have. We're talking with Joel Taco Thompson here on the Y'all Show, and he has a, a good grasp of what's going on with Georgia Bulldogs sports. And if you're keeping up with Jacob Eason, as, as Joel mentioned, he left the program. He's now at Washington. He'll have to sit out this year. And don't you think he's going to probably be able to get a red shirt for last year since he only played in that one game? I would think so. I don't know exactly what he's doing in filing with the NCAA, but this is one of those instances where the NCAA should say, hey, yeah, you know, have a red shirt. You have um, three more years of eligibility left. I think Jacob Eason is he's well thought of in Athens, though, and I think he may not need those three years. I think he will will reset in Washington. And I think you'll very probably see him in the NFL really? in a couple of years. Well, we wish him the best. Of course, a bad injury there, and you never like to see injuries in sports, but sometimes uh, the, the fate 
happens. And he was from the West Coast, so he's back in his native Northwest uh, there at the University of Washington. But right now, all eyes for the red and black on the homegrown products from the state of Georgia. And I believe from, isn't he from somewhere around Macon? Does that sound right? He is from South Georgia. Okay. So he is uh, around the the Warner Robins area okay. of Georgia. I got you. Just south of Macon. I knew I was somewhere in that general area. You know, Georgia, you may not know this, Joel. Uh, Georgia's kind of a big state. Well, it's big red. You know, we, uh, <laughs> we're, the, we're the cornerstone of y'all. And, you know, the Bulldog, the, you know, Georgia has the Georgia Tech jackets for Atlanta, but uh, the Bulldogs about an hour and a half east of the big city of Hotlanta yep. in Athens. So, yeah, we uh, we have some football going on here and a lot of other things. But, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to see, of course, Georgia. If you're a Georgia fan, it's been, it's been several years since the dogs were atop the SEC. Of course, what they really want is a national championship, and the dogs came oh so close. We're going to talk about that in the next segment with you about what happened there in early January and just what you were doing and how you and your friends, how you had to um, survive. Did you have to go to some kind of support group as a result of that crazy game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta? But a tough break if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan. But, again, last year was such a special year. And, and I'll be honest, Joel, I had no idea Kirby Smart would go into Athens in year two and pull off that kind of season. Well, it's kicking it up that that next notch. You know, Mark Rick was here and had 10-win seasons. If you look at Georgia for, for his tenure, they were always at around 9, 10, 11 wins, but just couldn't get to that SEC championship. They couldn't push for a, a top ranking. So there was that one little notch to get from from good to great and Coach Smart has come in and installed a a work ethic and a game plan and player development and and recruiting that has taken Georgia to that next level. And one thing also, we were picking on the ACC Insider yesterday about how we've seen in recent years Florida State, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and other programs in that conference they didn't do well during the offseason. They would have players get arrested, thrown off the team and such. Georgia may have been the worst participant in that kind of nonsense in the SEC, but I'll be honest, I haven't heard of anything within that program from a negative standpoint during these offseason months. Have you? No, and you know there have been a couple from the last season. Okay, and These are kids, so you're going to have some issues – from time to time, if uh, if you've ever been away from home as an 18-year-old kid and uh, you're in Candyland and <laughs> your first trip away from home, you may run into some a few things here and there, but nothing like major issues. So you know, I do think that the the coaching staff and the program holds these kids accountable at Georgia and in Athens mm-hmm. and um, knock on wood let's let's hope these kids stay focused you know play football I mean, 
college football is now, um, you know, a very big enterprise and kids sign early. Uh, they're dedicated to football year round. I mean, it is still a college, so they are going to class as well. But I think what, what kids are starting to learn when they come into college early that, Hey, you know, let's get on board with this program and let's do what it takes to be competitive and win. And I think that supersedes any selfish behavior is what I would call it from these young kids nowadays. So yeah, good to, good to not hear about issues off the field in Athens this year. Yeah, it was never a good thing to pick up the newspaper and see the the, the words Georgia Bulldogs and ACC next to that. And I'm not talking about the Atlantic Coast Conference. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, not sure. Athens Clark County. That is the jail. That's the jail there in Athens. And uh, that place got a lot of activity during the Mark Rick regime. Poor guy. He he was such a Christian good guy, but he had some knuckleheads there in the program. Maybe that's all been cleaned up in the smart era in Athens. We're going to take a little bit of a pause for the calls here on the Y'all Show. On the other side, we'll talk to Joel about that awful moment in January when Alabama broke Georgia's hearts. Georgia's going to get off the mat, though, I think. We'll tell you all about it. Plus, we'll walk through the 2018 football schedule as Georgia is just months away from starting it off against Austin P. The Gubs come to Athens on September 1st. We'll tell you about that and more on the Y'all Show when we come back. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Back we are on the Y'all Show, talking all things college football from a Southern perspective, of course. John Rawl here with you. At Y'all Show is where you can find us on Twitter, and you can get us as a free download in iTunes. Simply go in there and look for Y'all Show, and you can set it up where it automatically downloads to your smartphone or iPod or iPad or whatever you've got in place to get podcasts 
It is free. Y'all show. Check it out. Every show we've done is right there at your fingertips. And we encourage you to listen to it. We've got a lot of interviews in the can. We've got a lot more coming up right now. We're talking to Joel Thompson, CRM Sports Insider for the Georgia Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs are going to be going into the season as the defending Southeastern Conference champs. They had a big win against Auburn to capture that championship. And in the fall, I was talking to some people about Georgia football and going into the Georgia Tech game, which was held in Atlanta at Bobby Dodd Stadium back in late November. It was discussed that, hey, this could be the first of three games that Georgia's going to play in Atlanta. Okay, well, what were they going to be? Well, that game against Georgia Tech to wrap up the 2017 regular season. Then they came back the next week to play Auburn in the SEC championship, and they won that one. Then they kind of got sidetracked and had to go to a little place called the Rose Bowl where they knocked off Oklahoma in the college football playoff game. And as a result of that, then they got to stay home for the national championship game and take on Alabama where they did set, uh, have a setback against the tie. But, Joel, I want to ask you first, I'm going to pick on you about Alabama, but first, what a great win in Pasadena against Oklahoma. I know that had to be special. Yeah, the dogs, you don't hear the dogs associated with the Rose Bowl very often. I like the format of how they're rotating the bowl series, so I think that gives more teams exposure. And usually you hear the USC's and the Notre Dame's and the Rose Bowl. Uh, Georgia went out there and with Heisman Trophy candidate took care of business in, in what was probably one of the most exciting games in college football all year. I think I've read it that it may have been an instant classic. But Georgia was able to pull off that victory after losing to Auburn at season end. So there was a little bit of a reset mode for mm-hmm. Georgia. And you know, on the outside looking in, all that happened when 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 Georgia lost to Auburn, then that immediately shifted coming back to the SEC East or the SEC championship where Alabama was sitting on the outside looking in, and this is where these polls and these opinions of this committee come into play, where Alabama didn't even have to play in its conference championship and still got to the national championship. So uh, Bama playing one, uh, one less very competitive game was able to get to the championship which hey if we want to talk about georgia versus bama we might as well create a rivalry and say hey you know georgia's se's champs can you say that yeah are you okay Uh, with alabama playing in the in in the playoff i mean i think so okay yeah i think so you you have to look at it and say alabama had the you know, had the team, the talent, you know, it's not going to be a perfect system. You're not going to be able to play 18 games, 16, 17, like they do in the NFL with college kids. You're just not going to get there. You can't have a, a, a 32 team playoff in college football. It's just not going to happen. So you've got to be willing to accept some judgment of a committee member's to be able to put the right teams in place. I think they did that this year. You know, Ohio State maybe can complain a little bit. 
a few other teams there, but I think the two best teams were playing for the national championship. Now, you know, does it, does it make for a wider appeal for a team from the SEC and Big Ten or Pac-12 or Big 12 in the national championship? Probably so, but I think what the committee said this year is we're going to put the two best teams in it and stay away from the politically political noise out there that says – we have to have a national championship of a Big Ten versus SEC type of scenario. So, and it proved to be a, a fantastic national championship game. Whether or not the the appeal was nationwide, uh, that's something for the the media folks to. Yeah. Well, you, you talked about that Oklahoma game in the Rose Bowl being an instant classic. That national championship game right there with the ranks of great games. Georgia's been in some incredible games these last few years. I mean, I'd like to have the rights to the play, to replay these Georgia games, most of which they've won, but the few that they've had setbacks, they have been incredible games. Going back to the, the Auburn game where they, they won on that crazy uh, – now, that was a loss. I'm sorry. That was a loss where Auburn won on that deflection play. Sorry, uh, Georgia fans. <laughs> War Eagle, if you're listening, but uh, the the Georgia victories that have happened, especially that Rose Bowl, special. Now let's get to that championship game. Where were you? Did you make it to the game? If you didn't, did, did did you have a nice setting to watch the game? And 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 how did you recover from the setback? We did. The family was there. Uh, all of the the home tailgating, foods, the beverages were flowing. The excitement was in the air. We had a few crazy Bama jerseys in the audience, believe it or not, hmm. at our uh, event here in Georgia, but we we forgive them. And <laughs> absolutely hey, hey, you weren't supposed to see me. I, I didn't think you saw me over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, what number were you wearing? Were you wearing the number two or the number ten of Tolua, <laughs> yeah. the quarterback? I'd wear his, but I don't know how to spell his name. So, <laughs> Speaking of quarterback controversies, we have one over there brewing in Alabama that we had this past year because guess what? The same situation happened as emerged in the national championship game for Tolua to come in and uh, whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to stay at Alabama, who knows? But in the national championship game, Georgia, unlike the game versus Oklahoma, Georgia just ran all over Oklahoma with Sony Michelle and Chubb both drafted into the NFL. Georgia's always known for its running game. Well, you know, Alabama put a stop to that running game in the national championship. So it took a minute for Georgia to uh, to get into the to the passing attack. So From was steady in the game. There were some field goals. There were some opportunities missed by Bama after a turnover. Bama, I think, missed two field goals in that game. And, you know, at the half, it was still anybody's game. Lower scoring than the uh, the shootout between Georgia and Oklahoma just the game before. And uh, But the Bulldogs, they were in the, in the lead 13-0 at halftime. 
So, again, a few missed opportunities by Bama. So you felt pretty good about the steady effort and, of course, Georgia's defense holding Alabama to zero and hurts and that potent Alabama offense, that steady Alabama offense. Roquan Smith, the leader, who's also just was drafted by the NFL, who, who Georgia's going to have to replace, was holding Bama until that fateful switch to the freshman quarterback. And um, I guess that was what you'd call a game changer. Nick Saban, in his uh, infinite wisdom, put in the freshman. And and actually, in, in the first series, probably didn't do very much. Yeah. So, but when it when it came time, the Alabama defense picked up their intensity, uh, was putting the shutdown on the Bulldogs, and then the um, you know the I think Fowler from ESPN said the the freshman quarterback duel was on for the second half. That it was, and again Alabama with a walk off win in overtime. It was a heartbreaker. They just got penalized for intentional grounding, and then in a long pass play, they were able to find a receiver streaming down the left sideline, and and it broke Georgia's hearts. But what an incredible season. What an incredible game. Sometimes the breaks just don't happen for you, and Georgia will be back. I think with Kirby Smart leading this program and, and having number one recruiting classes like you just mentioned a few minutes ago, no reason for Georgia fans to think that that was a one-and-done type situation. They should be back. Now, 2018 is upon us, and Georgia, I'm going to rattle off the schedule real quick and then circle back to Joel to get his take on any of these games that he may want to say a word or two about. Georgia starts the season at home between the hedges against Austin P on September 1st. Then the second week, a big road test as they open up SEC play in Columbia against the South Carolina Gamecocks. They're back in Athens for Middle Tennessee on September 15th. They go to Columbia to take the take on the Missouri Tigers on September 22nd. Athens hosts the Tennessee-Georgia game on September 29th. In October, the Dogs and Vanderbilt tee it up the first weekend in October in Athens. They travel down to Death Valley where they'll take on LSU October 13th. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party October 27th against the Florida Gators. And they go up to Lexington to take on Kentucky on November 3rd. The game against Auburn will be November 10th in Athens. They play UMass in Athens on November 17th. And then they wrap up the regular season at home against Georgia Tech on November 24th. Mr. Thompson, anything you want to say about any of these opponents in 2018? Well, you look at this year, Georgia's got an easier route to the SEC East. They're out of conference last year, was obviously going to Notre Dame this year. The out-of-conference games are Austin P. <laughs> you've got Middle Tennessee State, and you've got uh, UMass. So I would imagine by... November, when the rankings are out, that people will be complaining that Georgia played a soft schedule. So, that aside, the SEC East should be well in Georgia's favor. The, the rivalry there could possibly be South Carolina, but I just don't see with, with Florida and Tennessee programs 
influx South Carolina, a name that uh, has another SEC head coach from Alabama. Will Muschamp is leading the Carolina Gamecocks. Former Georgia Bulldog defensive playmaker. There you go. Yep. So the apple didn't fall too far from the Saban tree. And uh, so South Carolina in that early game in the season will be a test for the Bulldogs. So that'll be their first conference game. It'll be an away game. You know, coming across, coming after an Austin P, the level of competition between the Governors and the Gamecocks is is substantial. So, you know, let's hope. And Georgia has a lot of players to replace on the defense. There's only four returning starters. So look for Georgia's defense and watch how they play early in the season. And that will give us a good idea. But uh, going through the schedule, the other highlight I would make note of is is at LSU, Orgeron, and, and that's an SEC West opponent. That will be a tough one because I know LSU always has tremendous talent. It's a matter of whether or not they can rise to the level. That SEC West is loaded. And, of course, Georgia always plays a late-season game uh, against the Auburn Tigers. So I would put, and for those Bama fans out there, you'll remember last year Auburn is is loving hearing talk about Alabama-Georgia while they stack the deck. And, and certainly they recruit a lot of talent between all of the states of Alabama and Georgia themselves. And that'll be a good test. So I think Alabama has a tougher road in the SEC West than Georgia has in the SEC East to get to that SEC title game. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is going to be back in in December 1 at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Hotlanta. And I'm, I'm fully expecting Georgia to be there. And, of course, my pick would be Alabama, but Auburn is going to give Bama a tough test in that SEC West. That's my take. So, Mr. Thompson, if I go to Vegas with your expert analysis, what am I predicting for Georgia wins and losses in 2018? You're you're looking at a regular season with with – Probably undefeated record. I'd put a dollar on it. Now, don't hold back. I mean, seriously, win. don't don't hold back. Put a whole dollar on it. You'll probably get back a dollar and a half. Okay. With that, you know, either even with one loss through this Georgia schedule, they're still going to be in that SEC championship, which again will dictate. The winner of that game is more than likely going to go and play in the national championship again. So, yes, in college football, the paradigm, you know, SEC West is probably the 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 most competitive division in all of college football until Tennessee and the Gators and South Carolina. And remember early on when Missouri came into the East, Missouri won the SEC East there. Yeah, until the SEC East gets reloaded, they're looking up to Georgia. And last year's 
final tally with just a one one loss season, they were still in the national championship. I I kind of see maybe a trip up here with some new players in the season, mm-hmm. but I, I'd, I'd say it's a one loss Georgia Bulldog team that's in the in the SEC championship. All right. Well, we will be watching closely what goes on with Kirby Smart's Georgia Bulldog program in year three. Hard to believe that he's now in his third year in the Classic City leading this Bulldog football team. Joel Thompson, thank you so much for your expert analysis of Georgia Bulldog sports and SEC sports. Y'all go dogs. All right, and we may try to squeeze you in if we can handle the arrogance. We will try to squeeze you in again before college football kicks off in two months. Would love to talk Bulldogs in y'all country. Well, I'm just kidding. Georgia has every right to be arrogant. You are the defending SEC champions. And uh, for college football, for Georgia to be good, it's a good thing. Joel Thompson, thank you, sir. Well, that is a end of today's y'all program. Thank y'all for being on, and thanks again to Joel for sharing his insight on Georgia. And in hour one during our Peach State focus today, we had from Stone Mountain Park, James Taylor coming on talking about all that's going on with the festive fourth going on at the park January 1st through 7th. Go to Stone Mountain Every night, they've got a fireworks show and laser show. You don't want to miss it. That uh, concludes today's show. Tomorrow on Y'all, we'll be looking back at what all's happened this week. We'll be having our Friday free for y'all. And we'll wrap up this week's show with From Dixie with Love. So that's on the Friday edition of Y'all. But until then, have a great rest of your day. John Rawl signing off. You've been listening to The Y'all Show. Reese and Irvies here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Christina Gregory, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvies franchise? Knowing I could own my own business that brings smiles to customers and revenue to me. Delicious desserts in under 60 seconds made by a robot? That's unseen in the marketplace and the kind of opportunity I was looking for. What excites you about the potential of your recent Irvies franchise? Honestly, my robots don't get sick, never take time off, and never show up late. My robots allow me time to focus on what's important, my customers. What do you love most about being a recent Irvies franchisee? The support from Reese and Irvies. They secured high traffic locations for my robots and provided all the training I needed. Now I deliver a unique frozen experience that's on the cutting edge of technology. Interested in a recent Irvies franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 5353 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 5353. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. (laughs) For a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. 
Offer ends 831.18. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council.